Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour from uh, rainy, drizzly Hattiesburg this afternoon. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer in the Southern Bank Corps studio. And Laurel, Luke in the Bank Corps studio. Is it raining there in the beautiful city of Laurel, Luke? It was drizzling about an hour ago, all clear right now, in the middle of the construction zone in uh, downtown Laurel. Is that still going on? Is that Have they still got everything torn up? I think they're going to finish before uh, Highway 49 North, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Highway 49 North south of Jackson has... That'll you know, always be... That that was they were working on that road when I was in college. My God, that was a long time. Well, I think ago. Th- I think that was the final leg thought, of, of the original Eisenhower legislation back. Yeah, in that's the- what I was about to say. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even think Eisenhower had introduced that legislation when Bob was in college. Yeah, <laughs> no, he we were around. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly, you identify, can't you? I like Ike back baby. when the turtles were on tour, baby. That's right with the, with the birds. Every animal that was on, <laughs> including the animals, were all on the tour. animals themselves. <laughs> yeah. Opening segment of the Eagle Hour sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great. Support supporter of Southern Miss Athletics and a great place to enjoy the best barbecue in the Pine Belt. They can also cater your next event for you, whether large or small, and we appreciate all that Dickies does. Real quickly, uh, on the road, Kelly and Michael at Ramey Motors and Purvis come Friday. It's always fun down there. And then on Wednesday the 11th, we want to let you know about this. going to be a big to-do at the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Midtown. The Eagle Hour will be there for that. Scott Berry will be our guest and the guest of the bank. He's going to be bringing autographed baseballs and whatnot. And uh, they're going to have a big celebration, a great new bank uh, in Midtown Hattiesburg, and we appreciate them as well. How come we haven't called him the bear, like, forever? In no way am I suggesting. Just somebody put that emoji last night, like, rather than he's the the goat, like he's the – and they put a bear there. And I was like, pretty pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. He is. Uh, Golden Eagles playing at South Alabama tonight. We'll talk about that in a bit. But right now, Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins the program. Uh, Heath, you've got some basketball news. Seems like there's some change in the coaching staff taking place. Yeah, if you'll look uh, on the go to the athletics website and look, uh, you know Anthony Winchester and Coach uh, Clarence Weatherspoon are no longer listed as coaches, and uh, seems like they got two new guys in. Uh, Juan Cardona, guy out of Florida, and uh, Nick Williams, uh, JUCO guy here from the state Northwest Community College, and uh, you know we know about those two so far. So some changes happening with Southern Miss basketball. Isn't that kind of normal though, Kelly Sander? When you have a difficult season in any sport, there are oftentimes changes in the coaching staff. Many many times, and and we're not saying that has been the case here, but many instances in the past, an athletic director will say, "Look, if we're keeping you as a head coach, we have there has to be a perception that we're doing something to change things." And unfortunately, many times, assistant coaches have been the ones 
that have, have gotten the axe, you know, in, in situations like that. And again, Clarence Weatherspoon was in a situation where he certainly didn't need the money. Uh, he wasn't doing it, you know, to begin with for, for the money. It was for his love of the university right. and so on. And um, so you don't know what the circumstances were there. Anthony Winchester was the last guy on. So it's logical to assume he would be the first guy gone. Um, so and, and particularly, look, it's no secret that Southern Miss has had some problems the last couple of years winning basketball games. So it's not unusual for there to be flux, uh, you know, in, in coaching staffs. So, Heath, where is the basketball program currently player-wise? Well, they've added three players so far, of, co- of course. We all know about probably from Ole Miss. Uh, Alvarez, young man out of Mercer. They just added another one, Donovan Ivory, a guard out of uh, University Used to be Green Bay, Wisconsin. I guess it's called Green Bay now. But uh, young man, this is uh, his fourth school in four years. Uh, he averaged eleven point nine points, four point two rebound, four point two rebounds, and one point eight assists. Um, it was stated that he was dismissed from the Green Bay team last year at the end of January. So he's going to be coming in to fill a role. Uh, two years of eligibility left. So Coach Latner's doing his best to put a team together. They've got three, a long way to go, but as I said, this is going to be a, a process that's going to last all summer. Uh, Luke, it's the new world of college basketball. I think no sport has been hit harder by the transfer portal than basketball. It was already volatile because you can go one and done. Um, and, and so this is where the discrepancy – so when you're used to getting like like five-star recruits and, and you know the All-Americans perennially – what group of five schools are having, how they're having to roster management where they're used to keeping kids, some of the upper programs are used to, they'll just go out and replace, you know, five-star, a lottery pick with another five-star. So in recruiting, you're actually, you know, playing further behind the eight ball where some of these other schools, you know, have, have been dealing with this for a while. Heath, um, we were we were talking, uh, you know, some last week. We hadn't talked to you since, you know, the NCAA's come out. And, and begun to talk uh, possibly these new moves that are going to shake, uh, release, remove the cap for, for partial scholarly sports directly that would affect Southern Miss baseball. As you were kind of looking through that, I think the original report was by Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated. What were your initial thoughts as you looked how the NCAA is basically going to loosen knowing they are becoming less and less relevant by the year? I looked at it as a situation where they want to keep the money uh, they want to keep the cash flow going, and I say that because you look at the baseball season this year, it seems like with the parity in baseball, there's a lot more of your mid-major teams, and I'm not calling Southern Miss mid-major in baseball at all. I'm not. But you look at the Dallas Baptist and some other guys, uh, is Mercer. I mean, you look at those guys and where they are in the polls, and there's a lot more of them moving up. Uh, not too long ago, you had Coast Carolina win it all. And I think there's some money being uh, lost to these uh, power conferences. And I think this is a way to try to get the money back to them where you give everybody the same number of scholarships. You don't do the 11.7. I think that's a move you make, and I think you're going to see divisions in baseball where you had Division One, and you have, what, 300 teams. Now you're going to have Division One, Division One AA, or FCS as it is now. Yeah. I think you're going to see that start setting up with these new rules that they're wanting to take place and it, uh, when it comes to, to scholarships and how much uh, 
the full scholarship instead of partial. It, it seems as if they will put a number on the scholarships. So, you you know, you can't be Bear Bryant and sign 200 people. But do you think because of the success that a Southern Miss has, has had and just recently the money we've been seeing coming in with the scoreboard and the lights and the turf and all that, do you think that Southern Miss would be able to stay, you know, in, in an upper echelon? You can't compete against private institutions like Vanderbilt. You can't compete against SEC money. But do you think Southern Miss could field a mainly fully scholarship baseball team? I do. I think Southern Miss could do it, yes, because of the revenue they have coming in. Sure, absolutely. But you're looking at some schools like a UTSA and their facilities, a Marshall. Um, I mean, just look at where, you know, Southern Miss uh, – UAB, they're not very good facilities. They don't sell a lot of tickets. Are they going to be able to do this? I don't know when it comes to baseball. Are you going to have to have different divisions baseball where maybe football you have is set up one way, but baseball is set up another? You're going to have different just baseball-only conferences. Is that the way it's going to work? Because it's going to be a lot hard for those schools to be able to afford those scholarships. Not a Southern Miss. They're going to be fine. But you're looking at the other schools, even in conference, you'll say maybe Sunbelt, maybe a, a Georgia Southern, although they're supposed to be making, uh, or Georgia State, they're going to be doing a new baseball stadium. But the facilities, they're not getting the money coming in. That's going to be hard for them, don't you think? Yeah, 450 people, maybe 456, I may have that off a few, in attendance Sunday at UAB. And probably 150 of those were Southern Miss people. I would probably say more than that. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And yeah. and I know we're probably going up against a hard break here pretty quick. But Heath, I want to go back to the kid from Green Bay that Southern Miss is signing basketball. Uh, something that jumped out there. His fourth school in four years. You know, if you're if you're interviewing somebody for a job, Bob Getty, and you see on there they've had four. I'm not hiring them. I, well, no, that no, exactly. That's right. That, that's so there. There's got. But he be, hasn't worked for us yet, Kelly. That's it. Yeah. But I'm yeah. saying that's a legitimate question. Is is why right. why would he stick here when apparently he hasn't stuck hold anywhere? Hold that else? hold that thought, Heath. We don't have time uh, right now for the answer. Okay. We'll, we'll do that on the other side of the break. Quick reminder: the Southern uh, uh, the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast is available twenty four seven on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or as Kelly does, you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're right there wherever you are, Kelly. Now, Has every, she responded yet? No, everybody. She answers everybody else, but to me, like I said, she says, "Don't come any nearer." This is something you're accustomed to, though. Am I correct? Yeah, but I can't see how, how can a machine have mace? Uh, <laughs> that's what she tells me all the time. I don't get it. We'll be right back. I'll let uh, Heath Hinton answer that question. But why do you want a kid that's been at four schools in four years? Good question. We'll hear the answer on the other side of the break. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. They sponsor the second segment of the show every day, and we're grateful to them for that. They have great selection of Southern Miss apparel for your body, for your house, for your car, 
Whatever you want that has a Southern Miss logo on it, you'll find it at Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street and uh, campusbookmart.net. All right, later in the show, we're going to be talking about the uh, South Alabama game tonight. And I also have a pair of tickets for the Old Dominion series and the upcoming Ole Miss game. And we're going to give those away in the last segment of the show. Now, wait a minute, Bob. These, are, these, to my knowledge, would be the only Ole Miss tickets that are even available. And they're right in my formerly nicotine-stained hands. Wow. So yes. your chance to win those coming up today. Coming up. We're talking to Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Uh, Heath, Kelly posed an interesting question to you. Kid signs uh, a USM or commits, whatever. Uh, he's been in four schools in four years. And why do you want a player like that? Uh, to be honest, you need players, guys. And he did average, say what you will, he averaged right at 12 points and four and a half rebounds and two assists a game. He, he put up production. And right now, all the production on the team is left, except for Pinckney. Yeah. Um, you've got to have players in there. You've got to get some guys and you got to take chances. All right, now, Heath, um, when, there's when, no other choice. When you look at Isaiah Moore's, you know, checkered past last year, we, we knew that when Isaiah Moore signed to come to Southern Miss that he had a short fuse, going back to even his junior college days at Pearl River. The young man from Green Bay signs, he was released from the team in January. This is purely hypothesis now, and I want to capitalize that and underline it. The kid might, this kid might have a volatile, you know, temper, personality, uh, whatever. So if you're in the market for a guy like that, why not just keep Isaiah Moore? I, you know, that's a question for Coach Ladner. I'm not 100% sure. You know, maybe maybe Moore just didn't feel comfortable playing here anymore and he didn't want to come back. He may can still come back. And, and let's be clear now, we don't know for sure why he was dismissed from That's the right. team, although we do know he was dismissed from the team. Right. So we do know that. Right. Uh, that's that's been reported. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's a situation now to where you know he's had some guys come in. They've um, chosen other schools. He's got to get some players in that can score. He's got to get a competitive team in right now. And at this point, you're kind of you know you have to be able to take what you can get and get good players. And he's at that point now. Yep. All right. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking to you about regional baseball tournaments, and you were of the opinion uh, maybe a little different than what Kelly and I were thinking at the time that uh, I can't remember what you said. The Golden Eagles had room to maybe maybe lose two, three, four games and still host. Uh, so they, they go two and two last week, but, you know, uh, I'm happy to say I was a little surprised. Uh, they didn't drop much at all in the polls. They dropped to number seven in the D1 poll, and according to some information released today by the school, they're still ranked number five in the nation by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. And then I hear, uh, Heath, that uh, on a podcast that D1 does, they were calling out Southern Miss fans who – according to their terminology, were freaking out over the Golden Eagles losing a couple of games. And they really called that, you know, called them out and, and said that that was a huge overreaction, that the baseball team remains fine as far as hosting a regional. Your thoughts of where we are right now? You know, I, yeah, you're fine. Uh, RPI-wise, you're number 14. Uh, polls, yeah, it's great. You're, you know, seven. I think you're 13 and one, five in the other. Maybe seven and two, uh, five and one, thirteen and the other. 
RPI, though, that's important, and you went from 9 to 14. Even if you lose some games right now because of the schedule of the teams you're playing, all of them under the RPI of 100 and uh, most well below. So, uh, yeah, you lost a couple of games. You did lose five spots in the RPI. You want to get in that top 16, but to be a seeded host, you really want to be in the top eight to get the best chance of it. And right now they lost a couple of games. And, you know, looking on, there's not a lot of wiggle room for them. There's not. They've got some really good teams coming up. They're going to have to win two or three. You're not. I don't think they're going to be able to drop another um, series and uh, perhaps even be a host at this point because they're 14 now. Top 16 are usually your host. So, uh, you know, there isn't much wiggle room for them when it comes to series. And these midweek games, the South Alabama game, it's going to be pretty big tonight because they need to win that game. They need that for RPI, and then Ole Miss next week got to win that for RPI. So, yeah, I'm not – you know, it's not a situation where you're panicking, but you – you know, the wiggle room's not there. If you had, if you had a, uh, one, two, or three this weekend, you still have a pretty good bit of wiggle room. That wiggle room's a lot smaller now, and it's not very much at all. Well, so, uh, you know, for Southern Miss fans, yeah, this is a time where – you know, the baseball players are going to have to uh, step up and uh, at the toughest part of their schedule right now, especially with conference play. Yeah, but I and, and we're buddies, Heath, but we're just going to disagree. I think to use a baseball term, I think Southern Miss is safe when it, when it comes <laughs> to hosting a regional. Now, the super regional might be, you know, a different deal. Obviously, you have to, to win it, you know, to, to go on to it, but... I think I think the Eagles are rock solid safe. Luke, uh, yeah. Luke Johnson, uh, there are three conference series left. I would assume that you really need to win those three. You don't have to sweep any of the three, but if you could take two out of three from from your upcoming conference opponents, I, I just I can't imagine that you wouldn't have a regional tournament. If you win the regular season of Conference USA, and right now if you get to 41 or 42 wins, you will be a regional host, regardless of what happens. If you, you can even drop one more series, and you will probably be the 15th or 16th. What I think they've got to do is they've got to at least sweep one of these and win two out of three and beat Ole Miss. Because what you're doing is, to his point, losing doesn't kill you, but winning will drive you up more and more. So that's how you solidify it. So that's why I'm saying they can even possibly drop one more series, still win the conference regular season, and be a high teen host. Because whether you win or lose, your RPI is going to stay in somewhat this neighborhood. But what you can't do is that you you, you can't drop – if you drop two series, you're done. Because if you drop two series, somebody's going to – that's four games. Somebody's going to catch you. So you need to sweep one of these. You maybe can win two out of three in the other ones, and you still keep your one or two game lead in the conference. You win the regular season, you're a host. You win eight or nine games during the stretch and advance to the semifinals or the finals of the Conference USA tournament, you're probably a national seed. And, Luke, a team that's playing pretty good right now is UTSA. They're coming here uh, in a couple of weeks. They're only three games behind you. Right. Um, And they're coming in for a series. So – you know, you've got to you've got to win the rest of these series because you've got to win the conference. So you've we, got to take two or three of the rest of them to keep your lead. 
And what we, what we looked at yesterday was we looked at some of the opposing teams that are playing. Like UTSA is a great example. You bring them up. They're going to sweep Marshall this weekend. But then they've got UAB the last weekend. They got them at home. But we were looking at, you know, it was a few teams like, like uh, you know, based off what Old Dominion does this weekend, they could move up or they could be in the eight holes because a lot of these teams are only separated by one or two. My point is if you sweep a series – and you were to lose two out of three or to win two out of three, you're still maintaining the diff- the distance between you and everybody else because everybody has at least one more series that is a toss-up where they could lose two games. It's, it's, you look, we looked at some of these yesterday. It's hard to see a bunch of these teams sweeping three in a row and, and getting nine wins or even getting like eight wins. Well, let me ask you this, though. If, if you're Southern Miss, just because of things that have happened in the past, you want to be comfortably in it. You don't want to give anybody a chance to have a reason to keep you out. Sure, and that's and why I say you need to win two or three. And I know, no, no, no. I'm not arguing that we that we 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 shouldn't do that. What I'm saying is, yeah. if we win the regular season, regardless of how we win the regular season, you're going to host because no yeah. one is going to overtake you in in the league because you've won it, and nobody's going to overtake you in RPI. What you want to do, though, is of these last 11, you want to win both midweeks. That'll bump you up. And if you win six Mm -hmm. to seven of these games, which would be, to your point, uh, a series win in each, you'll be a national seed. That's what you want. That's what we're hoping for. All right, Heath, 30 seconds left. How do people check you out on Big Gold Nation? Oh, just go to southernmiss.rivals.com or Google Big Gold Nation and uh, click join and Come be a member. Uh, have a lot of fun. We have a lot of good Q and A's, uh, and find out all good information about maybe basketball coaches that are still here that might be moving on. And a right. lot of things happening with Southern Miss, and a lot of good information. There we go, Heath and everybody. Big Gold Nation. We appreciate him joining us uh, every Tuesday, and uh, we'll of course have him back next Tuesday on the Eagle Hour. Thank you, Heath. Thanks, guys. All right, coming up, we'll uh, take a look at the game tonight. South Alabama always puts a little bit of a chill in your in your crawl. That and UAB, I can think, Kelly, of two teams I'd rather not be playing at the same time than UAB and South Alabama. They, they always seem to have our number, don't uh, they, in whatever sport. It is what it is, and uh, the game's set for 6.30 tonight. We'll talk about it when we come back. Top. Well, thank Heath Hinton from Big Old Nation joining us. Also, want to say happy birthday to Heath's mother, Joan Hinton. Tomorrow will be her birthday. She's a big Southern Miss fan, and he says she listens to the Eagle Hour every day. So, uh, Miss Hinton, we uh, all here on the show uh, wish you happy birthday tomorrow. Third segment of the show is sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill. It's a great place to enjoy lunch Monday through Friday, nine ninety five. Good sandwiches, lots of pool, lots of uh, darts, everything that's fun. Always the big game on TV and uh, always a good cold beer at hand. And you can enjoy that. We don't talk about this much anymore, but the biggest collection of 
Southern Miss memorabilia probably in the world. And they have so much. Yeah, and they have so much of it, Bob, that they have to rotate it in and out. You know, so isn't that crazy? Kind of like a museum, you know, where you change exhibits. That crazy. Yeah. Southern Miss baseball, of course, returns to the road uh, for the final time tonight in a five-game road swing. Uh, They'll take on. uh, God, I hate to say this. South Alabama at 6.30 tonight at Eddie Stanky Field in Mobile, Alabama. And if you're not sure that where the game will be, John will tell you a few times. It'll be, you'll, you'll, know, you'll know this at Eddie Stanky Field. <laughs> yeah. The Jaguars are 24-18. and 18. They dropped two out of three games to nationally ranked Texas State over the weekend. But listen to this, Luke Johnson. They beat the Bobcats 21-8 to Saturday or Sunday afternoon. The Jaguars captured the uh, – First contest uh, against us this year back on February 22nd, a 6-5-13 inning win. And uh, then we returned the favor at Pete Taylor Park on March 8th. Uh, Red, uh, beat them 7-5. South Alabama leads the overall series. And this kind of surprised me. It dates back to 1967. 67-39 in the Golden Eagles, Luke Johnson, 14-37 and in Mobile. Yeah, it's it's always a uh, not a not a nice place uh, to play. This team has kind of been up and down. They've been swept some weekends. They beat Tulane eight to one in a midweek last week. They are actually tonight throwing Walker Johnson from downtown Mantee, Mississippi, six four two ten righty on the year. Johnson has a two eight two ERA. He's made uh, ten appearances. He's two and two. He threw. Against the Golden Eagles, uh, back on March the eighth, in that seven to five victory Southern Miss had over um, South Alabama, Walker came in in the uh, I think it was the fifth inning or the sixth inning, pitched two thirds of an inning, gave up four hits, two runs, one was earned. He struck out two, so that we, we didn't see him in February. We saw him in March. Golden Eagles tonight are countering with Matt Adams. Second start, uh, midweek start in a row he gets. He's 1-0 with a 7-9-4 ERA, but he cut it in half with his uh, his appearance uh, last week against Southeastern Louisiana. Six strikeouts in that, and Coach, Bears, Coach Barry told us about him uh, Monday. I would expect to possibly see um, Blake Johnson behind the plate, Rodrigo Montenegro as the DH. Uh, that would mean that Peto would bat in the three spot. Probably means that Brady Faust uh, is in center field. I would assume, guys, that's probably what you're looking like. So you're looking like Montenegro, Dickerson, Peto, Sargent, Rodrigo, Montenegro, Danny Lynch, Will McGillis. Uh, who would bat the eighth? Uh, eight would be Faust, and then Blake Johnson as the ninth. That's my prediction. Boy, for the do we tonight. miss reshewing? I mean, that's a terrible injury. That, that was a key, key injury when he goes out. And when will he come back? There, there's still big question marks. I think you know, Coach over indicated that. they're hoping by UTSA, but uh, yeah, next weekend. Yeah, but, but he also, which I think, he hedged on that a little bit because yeah. because I think you know he made a really good point. If you if you try to rush it even just the slightest bit, uh, and then injure it further, then then you're down for any postseason play right. as well. And we have an injured Slade Wilkes as well. I mean, he's not he's. I don't even know that he'll play tonight, but well, if, he, if he does, he's not going to be 100%. I heard something that Coach Barry didn't say it in our interview. I was listening to Sports Talk yesterday during his segment, and he, he used the terms, we are back to square one with Slade. Because he said when he ran into the wall, not only what is it, I guess it was the shoulder, yeah, he dinged he, up a little bit. And he, he re-injured he, the same problem. re-injured the oblique. And, but yeah, the, the terminology that was used was back to square one. And hmm. that's not good. 
Not uh, good Kelly, at all, you, you, you warned bat. about this all year. You talked all year about the significance of staying healthy. We see that, obviously, in, in football, but in baseball, it's it's just as important. And you see young kids nowadays, parents saying, well, my son has decided to focus on baseball because football's just too rough. There's just too many injuries. Well, have you been living in a cave? I mean, there's just as many injuries in baseball. Now, in football, there are more knee injuries, but in baseball, obviously, there's more arm injuries. If you're going to play in any sport, there is a risk for injury. But, but I've also said, Bob, in my opinion, this Southern Miss team is deep enough and is it so good depth-wise that they'll be able to weather you know, some yeah, of these storms. And they're going to have to weather it with pitching because they've effectively lost their three and five hole hitters. That's really the heart of your lineup. you got to overcome that by getting back to what they did prior to – to the UAB series, which is just be suffocating from the mound. And and to show you how tough Slade Wilkes is, we got word today that the wall that he hit is going to be out for six weeks. It's on injured reserve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damage the wall. I mean, That's right. if there is a weakness to this team, it is it is they are not as deep on the offensive side of the ball. And and because you look at they basically got a few options. They, they've got Cedarburg and they've got Faust because Charlie Fisher can't be trusted right now with, with at-bats. So when you look at, you are basically, you, you probably tonight, your 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 starting catcher who is 1A, 1B, if he doesn't catch, he will, um, you know, he will be your designated hitter. That just kind of shows you there's not much depth on that side, and that's why, to Bob's point, losing – not only bats, but losing your three and your five hole hitter, which are, are power guys. And uh, it's kind of surprising. Slade Wilkes has been, it is your batting average guy. I mean, besides Dickerson, mm-hmm. he's got the second highest batting average on the team. And, and that's something I don't think anybody expected out of him this year. And it just makes his loss even more hurtful. But, but the way that you combat lack of depth on the offensive side pitching. The, is, is depth in pitching, no, which the Mets certainly has. And if you had to take one of the two, you're going to take the depth in pitching. A hundred percent. Right. In my opinion. Right. Now, defensively, too, I, I, th- I thought Ewing's absence showed up defensively over the weekend, too, because you're moving your, you're moving your outfield around. You're taking your center fielder. You're moving him back to left field. You're putting a substitute player at center field. You had two different kids trying to play right field over the weekend. That, that showed a little bit, Luke, and, and there were some pretty tough errors in the outfield. Yeah, Faust made the made the um, you know the two RBI area. Here's the deal with him: he's an infielder, and so you know he's it, you got him in the outfield because he's he's probably the fastest dude on the team, one of the fastest guys on the team. You don't have a problem with moving uh, you know Montenegro to left; that's his natural position. I, I did think that they they put Peto in, in center, took Faust out. I just think tonight with with Wilkes not being available, that's what's going to happen. And I think Johnson will probably catch simply because he's the better throwing catcher of the two. So if you got to have both bats in the lineup, you would probably prefer Johnson's arm behind the plate. Um, so you're going to have to have guys like – and Peyto's done it. Peyto's over 300 now. I think he's 304. Peyto's going to have to kind of pick up the slack in that three-hole. I mean, and and to, to do what, what UAB did this weekend – how many times, you know, over the course of this season has it paid off or we're, we're, we're dead red swinging on the first pitch? But when, when you are lacking a few guys to manufacture runs, you've got to work their pitchers deeper into counts. So it'll be interesting to see if Coach Creel kind of takes a more patient approach at the plate. 
um, to, to try to work that, or you know, they've just been doing what they've been doing all year. But I do think it's important how UAB, we, we looked at it yesterday, the number of walks versus the number of pitches, there was no correlation there. UAB was getting base hits, 2-2, two, 3-2 two, two count. Okay, they were tough. Kelly Sander, Kelly's dressed up today. Kelly, are these ice cream cones or snow cones all over your shirt? Oh, there's snow cones. I'm feeling kind of festive today. So Kelly, uh, Luke, has a snow cone shirt on. Are they printed, or are they just like like real cones like stuck all no, over his shirt? These, they, they actually made this shirt like that. Did they have a lot of those at the Salvation Army when you got that one? Oh, well, and, and actually, the reason I got this one is because you, you couldn't smell any smoke in it. It was... <laughs> I mean, it was so. So are they? Are they? But are they like printed? Or is it like a three D, four D shirt where there's actual like cones? Oh, they're printed. Somebody okay. actually made that shirt. I was about to say they're all. If he was walking around with with ice cream cones, like literally glued on his shirt, that was a whole other conversation. Yeah, and I didn't. And I didn't really get it at the Salvation Army. It was actually given to me by a homeless guy. Um, even he <laughs> did, who didn't want it. He he didn't even want it. So. You know, I oh, don't look buddy. a gift horse in the mouth, you know. No. Not too many shirts my size. So, I so the, the, the real question is, when you speak to Alexa, is that the shirt you have on? That's why you That's get mad by machine. That's why she won't talk to you. That's why no, she... No, actually, I'm in my... Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I don't want to know. I don't know. Hey, would you like to go see uh, Southern Miss at Old Dominion Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? And if that's not enough... Come back the next Tuesday and be our guest at the Ole Miss game. How about that? And you can't – Ole Miss game is sold out. But you can get tickets here. Wow. 601-264-8910 if you're the first caller and willing to come on the air and tell us who you are. Look at there. We'll uh, we'll do that. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. They're, they're real continues. tickets. They're, they're real tickets, Bob. They're actual real tickets. actual tickets. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour today on this uh, Tuesday. By the way, Bob, it did rain in those second and third segments at the Southern Bancor Studio here in downtown Laurel, just like it is with you guys, Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and downtown Laurel. DBAT and D1 bring you the Eagle Hour every Single day, the fourth segment that is, and we appreciate our good friends at uh, D1 Training and DBAT, DBATHattiesburg.com. Well, we got a winner hooking, hooking up people today. Tickets to the Old Dominion Series and the sold out Ole Miss Southern Miss baseball game on May the 11th. And uh, I, I promise, I'm in Laurel. I don't answer the phone. There's no setup job here. But the winner today, one of my former Little League teammates, Sean Reynolds, now in Purvis. Congratulations, buddy. How you doing? 
Hey, good. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, my first home run off of you a little late. I can't can't forget that one. <laughs> Just bring it up again. <laughs> Just bring it up. Yeah. But uh, we, we did, Bob and Kelly, Sean and I actually played uh, against each other 9-12, to 12, but then 13-14 and 14, we played for McMurray Pest Control. And uh, Sean had a – I was telling you during the break, Kelly, he had a pretty cool uh, little running fastball. I was I was the catcher on that team. But, man, Sean, we uh, man, we appreciate you, and, and, and we were joking during the break. You are our one Eagle Hour listener, so we, we greatly appreciate you listening to the show every day, right? I should win more often then, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. You you must have called twenty five times after I answered. And that actually, time. come to think of it, when you when you see how Luke is built, right, you would guess that he was probably a catcher. Yeah, well, he, I would he, agree. wasn't yeah, wasn't built agree. like a center fielder. He's not built not like at a all. But he did run a six four well six four forty down at D back five two forty hush. And five, Sean five, knows I ran a little faster than there. Anyway, Sean, um, I know you're coaching baseball now, and uh, but man, we hope you enjoy these tickets. And uh, you, you got to cheer really loud. That's part of the the, uh, the winning these tickets. Also, you got to don't scream, throw it in the dirt. That's just meant for one guy. But, no, but please, we hope you enjoy these enough tickets. Enough of that, hey, Sean. Please tell us too, Nate. You're not an Ole Miss fan. Before we give you these tickets, correct? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, we're, we're not giving these tickets to anybody who's coming to the Pete in red and blue. So, uh, hey, man, we're glad, we're glad you got them. I'll call you when the show's over and. Uh, Tell you how to hook up and, and get the tickets to you. We appreciate you listening to the show, bud. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. Sean Reynolds, everybody, and Purvis. And uh, that's a pretty nice little package there, Sander. Purvis is a nice place, too. I mean, it's it's the it's the county seat for Lamar County and just really good, good, decent. No right. and here's some Dakota music. Baker brings the, the community down, but apart from him. <laughs> we we clarified with Sean off the air that he did not know Dakota. We told him that would eliminate him from yes. winning the ticket. Here's some some music trivia for you. Uh-oh. Who wrote this famous lyric? I get a little nervous when I'm driving through Purvis. <laughs> that would be uh, the one and only and the incomparable one of my favorites, Afro Man. That's it. <laughs> and and knowing uh, Afro Man's uh, habits, shall right, we say? Right. I would. He would. I'd be nervous too if I were Afro Man. <laughs> yes. All right, we got a really special guest tomorrow, Kelly. You line this up. Tell tell our listeners about it. Yeah, Eliana Escardo, a soccer player for the Southern Miss. Women say that three times real fast. Eliana, so you have to roll the R though too, Bob. Eliana, Eliana Escardo. Okay, Eliana Escardo from the Southern Miss soccer team uh, as a native of the country of Colombia. Right, and she made the Colombian women's World Cup soccer oh, good team for her. Yeah, so there will be Southern Miss representation at the World Cup, albeit for Colombia. That's but right. still, yeah. How about that, Luke Johnson? You're a soccer guy. I mean, it's a big deal. I know. I know. We had um, with with Dr. Stacy Hall now, and and Dolores, the the head coach at at Jones College. We had some, I think, some Northern Ireland national players. But you're you're talking about. I mean, in in this day and age, this is an absolutely huge accomplishment, um, and and it's going to be pretty pretty amazing that uh, that she's doing that. So yeah, it starts August the tenth. In uh, in Costa Rica, uh, for the under twenty team uh, for for Colombia, excited to have her on tomorrow. No question, big deal, guys. Big big deal. No question. Patrick McGee also to talk about the Saints draft, and I heard Luke talking to you a little earlier before we went on the air today. Luke, you're pretty excited about what the Saints did. Saints not only were able to get two picks in the first round, they're actually able to trade up and get arguably uh, Drake London is a little taller at six five, but I think the most 
probably one of the most dynamic offensive playmakers in this draft. A perfect compliment to Michael Thomas. We'll talk more about Chris Olave. And then they were able to stick uh, with their guns, and the guy that they were thinking they were going to have to take at 16, pinning the offensive lineman from Northern Iowa, falls to them at 19. Just worked perfect, and I grabbed a, a cornerback and then grabbed some other players later in the draft. So uh, be uh, be interesting to see what Patrick has to say about it. He and I were and texting the late into the night. And yeah, and, the and they got... And Honey Badger's coming home to the Bayou. So great, great job by the Saints front office. Yeah, Teron Matthew, who is a native of New Orleans, and of course and a played good, good football. Player. Yeah, and played at LSU, so he'll be back uh, patrol. So I, I don't think under the circumstances, I don't think things could have gone any better for the Saints. No, we'll talk about that tomorrow with Patrick McGee. That's good news for Saints fans. You know, I'm now a Saints fan. I am. You, well, you've I'm, officially abandoned. I'm, I'm officially a Saints fan, and so I'm pretty excited about the draft. Too. Hey, real quick, we should give a shout out to. Grayson Gunner, Southern Miss tight end, is signing a free agent deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That came out there we go. a little earlier today. So congratulations to uh, Grayson Gunner from Madison Central High School, Southern Miss tight end. And also congratulations to Sean Reynolds. He's going to the Old Dominion Series and going to be there to watch the Golden Eagles take down Ole Miss for the second time this year. Thanks for listening, everybody. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. top. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.